Well, hey there, friend. Rachel Thomas here. We are so pumped that you have joined us for another episode of Mercy Talk. If you caught our episode last week, then you know we are actually walking through a best of series for the summer. There are so many beautiful and important conversations that we've been able to have over the years on Mercy Talk. And so we felt like it was time to revisit those. So today we're going to be sharing an episode from May the 10th of 2018 between Mel and Jen Otero on heartache and suffering and really why grief takes time. It's a process. It's not a one and done thing. Um, It's not really even something that you can necessarily control. So whether you're walking through something now yourself or someone you love is walking through something, we hope this conversation encourages you and gives yourself permission, give yourself permission to have grace throughout the process. This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Well, recently we received an email from one of our Mercy Talk listeners, Maria, who is up in Michigan, and she shared some really interesting insight, Mel, that has actually inspired this entire new series that we're getting ready to do on heartache and suffering. Now, even that is like, oh no, don't shut it off. Keep listening. But Maria shared that she had recently gone through just a really hard breakup. And she shared that this was a young man that she had planned and really believed that she would marry, that there Mm -hmm. was a future for that. And while she shared that it was a really good breakup, up, they're still friends. They're still in relationship. It was a lot of heartbreak and mm-hmm. a lot of difficulty. And she really just kind of shared this story and gave the idea that inspired this entire series that we're going to be talking through. Yeah. And so Maria, thank you for yeah. first and foremost, we want to make sure that our listeners know that when you email and when you connect with us, we're reading those things, we're responding, we're taking in um, to heart the things that you're sharing and really want to make sure that these, that our podcasts really hit at where you are. Mm-hmm. And we realized as we prayed and talked more about this, that this is a really big, challenging thing to kind of hit on, but a really important one. So we're excited to see where this goes. You know, it's just funny to me to think about, I don't know if, I want to think that we would have come up with this on our own at some point, right? But like, this is, I I believe that as we've prepared for this, this may be one of the most important series that we've ever done. I agree. And it came out of a listener Mm -hmm. request. And so I just, I just think that's so cool. So we really do Mm -hmm. so value. And who knows, you as a listener might have the best podcast series we've ever done That's idea right. in your head yep um and so share those with us we want to know you know the last few months we've really been kind of focusing in on some areas that most people if not all people mm-hmm. have experienced in their lifetime you know we've talked about fear rejection and now we're going to be talking about heartache and the example that you used you know maria's example was one of um, heartache from a romantic relationship mm-hmm. but as we all know heartache and suffering can come yes. from innumerable life experiences um it's it's funny to think about the day that I remember you forwarding this idea on this mm-hmm. email on it was I remember it was a Friday I think it was a Friday morning and I was at my house on my laptop I was working from home um, because just three days earlier uh, my husband and I had found out that we lost a baby yeah. um, and we had been 
trying to get pregnant. So it was our first and we'd been trying to get pregnant for a while and we did and it was just so exciting. And, um, and then we lost, we found out we'd lost the baby at our first appointment. And I remember you sent this email, you shared it with a lot of us. And I just remember as soon as I read it, I fell apart because yeah. I was like, yes, do we need to do a series on this? Cause I mean, I'm right in the thick of it mm-hmm. today. And I, I do remember you saying like, Melanie, I have a feeling you'll have a few things to share on this. Maybe not yet. Right. And at the time it was early February. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, yeah, no, it's going to need some time right. before we do a series on this, unless you want me literally weeping through the entire show. <laughs> so here we are, you know, um, a few months after that. And um, I'm just really looking forward to being able to dive into this because like you said, it's it's tough stuff. And Maria asked some really, really great questions in her email. She yeah, was just she like, did. you know, what is heartache and suffering? Why does God let us experience it? That's a big one. Oh my goodness. We're literally doing a whole show on that one. Yeah. Um, you know, how can I view suffering as God's plan or part of his plan? Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. You know, how do I get over this? How do I get over this heartache? She asked all of those questions in her email. So we're going to really dive into those very specific questions over these next few weeks. And, and we are certainly believing that the Lord is going to yes. guide this discussion yes. as we go because it is... It's pretty heavy stuff. It's a doozy. It's a doozy. As I would yep. say. Mm-hmm. But our heart really is that we communicate truth. Yeah. And also just his heart for this topic, because I think often we can kind of tiptoe around about it. But you'll find we're going to launch right in. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. with that in mind, thank you, Maria, on a side note for just taking the time to email us. We're mm-hmm. excited to see where this goes. So let's kind of start as we typically do with a good old definition, shall we? So heartache defined is emotional anguish or grief. Wow, this is a really upbeat conversation mm-hmm. already. Those, I mean, those are really some weighty words, mm-hmm. but some additional synonyms for heartache include suffering, distress, sadness, sorrow, despair. Um, and so really just even looking at that definition, it really does speak to the severity of what we're talking about. This yeah. is not just a simple offense or hurt. This is really, really hard things. And like you shared, Mel, just from your experience recently, I was even thinking last night just about some health concerns and challenges that we've hit with one of my daughters in the last two, two and a half years, and just the continual place that she's walking through with that, that this, apart from God kind of coming in and doing a miraculous healing, this may be something she kind of has to walk through Mm -hmm. for many, many years. And so there is even just some heartache with that at times, some suffering she has to kind of walk through that's just hard. And you kind of are faced with a lot of those questions. And so we're really believing that there's going to be a lot of good that comes from this. And so with that in mind, let's start off with some good old scripture as well. And that is from Psalm 34. 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that as we're having this conversation, that we're really getting back to scripture. And mm-hmm. there's so many promises of what God says mm-hmm. and how he is so close to us in the midst of suffering and heartache. Well, and I'm already thinking about if someone's listening and they're right in the middle of a really dark place. Mm-hmm. Sometimes even hearing that scripture is like, yeah, that sounds good. I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not experiencing that. Yeah. I don't feel like, and I will say already, we're just going to start off with some hard truth. Like I remember the days when I was like, I don't feel like he's anywhere near me right yeah. now. And I had to rely on the truth that it was true, whether or not I felt it. That's right. Um, and so, I mean, that is so much easier said than done because um, I sometimes couldn't even convince my own self. But understanding that the reality is that he is, he promises that that's he's right. close that's to the right. brokenhearted. And so understanding that, that that's true regardless of how you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, something that was interesting as we were doing kind of the research on this was... Um, 
you know, when people think of heartache, they think of just that emotional side. Like it's right. an emotional, it's, it's feelings, it's hurt, you know, and it's that element. But there's also a, a wide variety of physical issues. There really and, are. You know, we're not going to land on that long, but I'm just going to read a couple of just interesting things that we found. Um, you know, some of the physical issues that heartache can cause is a loss of appetite, insomnia, headaches, stomach aches, mm-hmm. nausea, uh, a ton of tears, yes, <laughs> for sure. Lots of um, those. Occasional nightmares, absolutely. Um, alcohol or substance abuse, depression, eating disorders, panic attacks, a loss of interest, fatigue, loneliness, hopelessness, just to name a few. Mm-hmm. Um, another physical challenge that can occur when we experience heartache is an increase in a, a stress hormone that can actually result in swollen muscles, headaches, a stiff neck, even a squeezing sensation in your chest. Um and because of that specific stress hormone, like pumping at high levels, that can actually create physical heart issues, like yeah. not just emotional heart issues, but physical heart issues, um, such as heart attack. And mm-hmm. so it was just really interesting as, as we were doing some research, how um, these studies linked the physical ailments that can occur in our bodies to the emotional heartbreak that we experience. And it's just, it goes to prove again that God has really created us as holistic That's right. beings. And so what affects one part of us will affect the others. Um, and so I, I can look at that list and say like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. I can list off some of those very things that I experienced in the midst of that um and so it, it was just a really interesting correlation yeah another really cool thing that we found as we were discussing this and in researching this is that there are literally stages of heartbreak mm-hmm. which are very similar to the stages of grief mm-hmm. if, if listeners are aware of those just the way that there's different stages that we move through when we experience a loss but the stages of heartbreak is similar as they are I just thought these were so interesting for the first that they talk about a shock and denial and if you can think of I think of the day that we got the call about my daughter's diagnosis and some challenges there I remember going and sitting in the coffee shop nearby with my husband and we just kind of looked at each other mm-hmm. there was such a shock like it changed the trajectory of so many things and there was now this whole new challenge and all these things we were going to begin walking through that had not been there 10 minutes prior mm-hmm. you know a half an hour yeah. prior it was unbelievable yeah. how one phone call could change the trajectory of so many things yep. and all of the questions and the difficulty and so there was such a shock and denial that can come um, and just really that emptiness that can kind of move in where you just don't have sometimes it's mm-hmm. like I don't even have a grid or a point of reference for this because everything's changed um, the next one that they talk about of course is that pain and that guilt that often after the shock begins to wear off it is replaced with the unbearable pain, that place of just the physical as well as just that emotional pain that you are just faced with, with lots of tears and lots of the questions and, you know, where life feels really, really chaotic and overwhelming and just difficult. Um, That sometimes in that season, it's where we want to really isolate and bottle because Mm -hmm. the emotional pain is just really, really difficult and hard in whatever way that suffering and heartache comes. I mean, we've listed three already just in the last couple of minutes, whether it's health crisis, miscarriage, you know, if it's a breakup, whatever it may be, the ways that this come can create so much pain. Um, One of the next stages that they talk about is anger and bargaining, which is very similar to grief. Mm -hmm. Um, It really is just that why place of why is this happening? And just a lot of the questions and feeling like if there was something I could do to fix this, what could it be? Um, The next one is depression, reflection, loneliness. Um, Often it's that period of sadness that comes in um, that just really feels you, leaves you feeling really empty and just the magnitude of the loss 
kind of begins to set in. Mm-hmm. A mm-hmm. lot of times isolation wants to come in at this time as well. Um, and a lot of just reflecting on the past, what life looked like before this loss or this difficulty or this challenge came in. Um, and then one of the last stages they discuss is acceptance and an upward turn, which I thought was an interesting way of putting it. Mm-hmm. And really that's where those feelings of depression start to lift. Um, you start to just feel better. The reality of your life kicks in and you begin to kind of move into a place of like, okay, this is not necessarily what I love about my life, but it is what it is. And I've learned how to get into the groove of it and to begin to see the goodness and to begin to see maybe a different perspective on what I'm walking through. And so even as we talk through those stages, I know we can get very linear in our thinking and we can kind of be like, okay, I have now addressed stage one. Now I will move on to two. And I'm happy to report that that is not exactly how it works. Sometimes we can go very much, you know, linear, but most of the time that these stages don't go sequentially. Most of the time we bounce around as we're walking through. And so it's just kind of helpful to know, especially if you're personally walking through something right now. I know for me, it's helpful to go, oh, wow, I'm not crazy. Like this is a natural, normal way that heartache and suffering impacts me. And so it helps me to kind of gauge where I am to make sure I'm still moving Mm -hmm. and I'm moving forward and I'm not isolating, but understanding how these stages can kind of play out Mm -hmm. and that we tend to kind of bounce around within them. And I think sometimes you can actually go through all of them, Mm -hmm. think you're done. Right. And I'm good now. And then it it sets in motion (laughs) again. I was literally just talking to a coworker yesterday. Her her family just walked through a horrifically Mm -hmm. tragic death um and i just remember her talking about how as family and friends who are supporting you know the immediate family that lost this this member of their family you want to be supportive and i'm i'm saying this even to people listeners who are like i'm not in the middle of heartache and suffering right now but i know people who are and to understand and first of all allow people this process Mm -hmm. but then also remember that like it doesn't usually happen in a couple of days yeah and so you know i so greatly appreciated the people who two weeks after the miscarriage were reaching out Mm -hmm. and they were like we're still there we're still with you and we realize you're still in process and so we're like right here still beside you and those were even more meaningful than the people like right after something happened, you know? So for people who love and support others who are suffering, like, man, continue to encourage and continue to allow this process to unfold for people you love. Um, Oh, that's such a good point. And I just have to just jump in on that too. We're two and a half years out from my daughter's original diagnosis. And we just recently hit some things that were a challenge Mm -hmm. that for her, she shared, she's like, mom, this is kicking up some of those old, Mm -hmm. sad, hard things. I mean, we're literally two and a half, three years in, do you know what I mean? And reaching out and having some people pray for us. So even years afterwards, it's such a helpful thing to even check in and be like, how's this going? Do you know what I mean? It could, because we get on with our lives and don't even think about it, especially if you're not in the midst of that type of a season. Absolutely. Well, and I can certainly attest to, um, even for those who are walking through suffering to not (laughs) like suffering and mourning and heartache. It's not something you can control. Yeah. (laughs) Darn it. (laughs) This was probably one of the hardest lessons I had to learn was because I'm usually pretty in control of myself. Mm -hmm. I'm in control of my emotions. I kind of control all things (laughs) in my world, (laughs) which I know is laughable, but I wanted to control this and I was like, you know, okay, well, so today I'm in the anger. I knew enough about the process to be like, today's when I'm going to be angry. Right. And then tomorrow I'm going to do this. And then in about a week I should be good. Right. What a joke. And to, and to, 
even realize that like grief can hit you in the most crazy moments. Like you can just be going about your day and all of a sudden something hits you and you are just like on your face again. And to feel a little bit out of control in that. And that was very difficult for me to accept, you know, but I do think that people need to give themselves grace to allow the process of heartache to take place. And And I also, you know, would just encourage that this, this process, you have to go through it. Yeah, that's right. It's not. I, I will never forget the day that we got back home after we had had this appointment and found out we lost the baby. And I remember even before we'd walked in the house, I told my husband, I was like, babe, I want to go upstairs and I'm going to get rid of every single thing. I like while we were in the car in the parking mm-hmm. lot at the hospital, I deleted every photo that would remind me of this pregnancy. I wanted to get rid of every, we'd already gotten a couple of gifts. I wanted to get, not get rid of them, but put them away, put them away where I would never see them. You know, I wanted to hide everything. I wanted to get rid of every trace Mm -hmm. that we had ever been pregnant in the first place. And I, I wanted to do it so that I didn't have to, like, I wanted to forget it had ever happened. Just avoid it. I'm like, I will not Mm -hmm. walk this road. I'm not going to go down this grief path. No way. I'm just going to forget it ever happened. Easy as that. Get rid of all traces of this and move forward as if this never even Mm -hmm. was an experience that we had. And that all lasted all of, like, maybe two or three hours. You know, like, you can't, to try to sidestep this grief process, to try to, like, walk around it, under it, over it, like, it does, you have to walk through it. Mm-hmm. And um, and remembering that God is close to the brokenhearted um, is important because you have to realize that God's right in the middle of that pain. Mm-hmm. Like, he's right in the middle of the process. And to sidestep it or to walk over it or under it or around it or f- try to suppress it or whatever, you're going to miss him. That's right. And it's going to be you know, all for nothing if you don't, if you don't get him in the middle of it. And mm-hmm. so I just encourage people to not try to sidestep that process. Yeah. Which you gotta is, walk through it, which is such a tendency mm. within us. Even mm-hmm. if there's not as much of that control place, sometimes there's, I mean, it's just that I don't, I don't even know how yep. I don't even have a grid or yep. a, a knowing of how to even go there. So the avoidant tactic feels like it just makes a lot more sense, but that never turns out well. Mm -hmm. So let's kind of return. I don't know if listeners that are listening have heard much about the passion translation, but we encourage you to check it out. If you've not, I actually, as we were preparing notes, I went back to Psalm 34, 18, which you just shared um, and looked at 19 in the passion. And this is what it says. It says the Lord is close to all whose hearts are crushed by pain. And he is Mm -hmm. always ready to restore the repentant one. Even when bad things happen to the good and godly ones, the Lord will save them and not let them be defeated by what they face. Wow. I mean, okay. Mic drop right there. Mm -hmm. I just, it's unbelievable just how that scripture. Now the way the passion works is it Mm. takes out, um, the Aramaic is what it looks at. And so it really pulls out a lot of that old way that things were even worded. And so the fact that the Lord will save them and not let them be defeated by what they face. Mm. That's, there's so much hope in that right there. Yeah. You know, another scripture that, um, I know was really, really helpful for me was from Isaiah 49, 16, um, where he says that I have written you on the Mm -hmm. palms of my hands. Um, because I think when you're walking through difficult and painful circumstances, it's really, you know, the question, and I think this is such a question of the enemy is like, God is not aware of you. Mm. Yeah, like you're not he's seen, absent you're not known. from this. Yeah. 
um, this was just a thing that happened that he never was aware of and he doesn't really care about. Mm-hmm. I mean, I absolutely had a lot of those thoughts. And, and just remembering again, you know, your, your feelings and your emotions in the middle of grief can be just a little bit all over the place. And I had to realize at one point, like, I can't trust. Mm-hmm. I want to just lean on what I'm feeling because that's what I think is true. But I have to actually lean on the truth of God's word because yeah. I know that doesn't that doesn't waver. I'm wavering minute by minute. Right. right? And so I don't need to trust my feelings. It's not that my feelings are lying to me. My feelings are actually telling me exactly what I'm thinking, but Mm -hmm. I may be thinking a lot of lies. Right. So I've got to, I've got to lean on what I know and believe is true. And so I just love that Isaiah uses this picture of God, like literally marking us on his palms to help us grasp and understand that he is so intimately aware of us. He is so aware of our circumstance, so aware of our pain. And so any of that sadness that you're struggling with or the disappointment that you're carrying, like he knows he's very intimately aware and he's very intimately close, whether or not you feel it. That's right. And so um, that one was just really, really helpful for me um, as we walked through this and that... um, not only is he aware, but he's walked it. Mm-hmm. Like he's very aware of having your heart crushed with grief. Yeah. He knows it. And so to know that he knows where you are, he knows where you've been, but also he knows where you're going. That's right. He sees the beginning from the end. And listen, I know that when you're in the middle of grief and suffering, that those are the kind of statements that make you want to punch somebody in the face. That's like right. I... <laughs> I just remember how many times I'd be like, I know that Mm -hmm. I don't want to even believe that right now. Like I know that. And so I understand that there may be some people like literally it gets you throwing something at their speakers right now. (laughs) But I, I encourage you to keep trusting and relying on the truth of the word mm-hmm. over your feelings and rest in knowing that he's very intimately aware of you. Um, so, oh, I know. All right. Well, there's week number one. I mean, we <laughs> we are really going to continue. There's obviously so much to unpack in the middle of this, and we're going to continue this conversation um, next week as we attempt to tackle this mm-hmm. question of why God allows us to feel the pain of heartache and suffering. And, um, you know, something that we are very passionate about, I think with this series is that we aren't going to sit here and just try to throw some like sweet churchy That's band-aids right. on stuff. Like mm-hmm. we're going to dive into the hard stuff because we have both yeah. personally been there and none of the churchy stickers that people tried to put on this really helped me very no. much. Like I was like, I'm, I'm wrestling with a lot deeper, darker things than what you're talking about. Right now. You know, so we aren't going to sidestep stuff. We're going to walk literally right through the middle of this. Um, and so between now and and next week, um, we just encourage you to take some time to, you know, if you're in the middle of this, um, man, just begin to pour this out. And we're going to talk a lot just about the importance of, of having a face-to-face encounter with the Lord in the midst of your suffering. We're going to be hitting that in the coming weeks, but man, start to get really honest with Mm -hmm. him and start to pour it out um, and ask him to meet you in those places. And I can guarantee you that even if you don't feel like it, he's, he will, Yeah, he will meet you there. I can promise you that. Um, because his word says it, not just because we've experienced it or it's our thoughts, like his word promises promises that he will do that. And so we encourage you to also just surround yourself with people that you know, that you love, that are going to be able to encourage you, support you. Um, and, and man, if you know somebody who's in the middle of suffering, just at some point this week, 
week, reach out to them. Yes, please. Just tell them, you don't, you don't have to come up with any fancy words that's going to fix their problem. Mm-hmm. You just need to tell them. I mean, some of the most meaningful texts to me were just like, I'm praying for you today. I'm thinking about you. Mm-hmm. Just remember, that's right. I'm not by myself. That's good. I'm not by myself. So that's all you have to share. You don't have to come up with anything profound for people. Um, and so, yeah, we'll be looking forward to jumping into some more of this next week. But Jen, yes, do you want to just even say a prayer before we, we close out today for anybody who's walking through the midst of that right now? Let's do it. Just pray together. All right. Father, I thank you so much for our listeners. I thank you so much for just the opportunity and the honor it is, God, to be able to speak into their lives, Lord, in any form or fashion. And so we thank you, Holy Spirit, for who you are. We thank you that you are close to the brokenhearted. We thank you that you are the ultimate comforter, Father. And while we are hit with so many hard things, God, in this life. I thank you that we are never alone in it. And so I pray right now for each and every listener that is personally walking through a season of suffering or heartache. God, I honor you for the way that you are close. And I pray right now, Lord, as they're listening and as they head into the rest of this week, Lord, that they would sense your presence, that they would sense your comfort, that you, Lord, would meet them through people, through a text, through a meal being brought over, Lord, that you would meet them in their dreams or in those quiet places, God, a song coming on the radio, whatever it may be, God, I thank you for the way that you are going to show yourself um, there. You're going to show yourself faithful and consistent. And so I thank you, God, for the process. I thank you for giving us the strength to walk it through. And I thank you, God, that you never leave or forsake us. And so we lift you high, we bless you, and we pray over each and every one of our listeners, Lord, whether they are walking through a difficult season now or not, I thank you, God, that you are with them. And so we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.